Good day, gentlemen. I would like to request your time. If but for a moment, you see old boy my cock has got three fingers stabbing into it right now, and not hold it without my permission. I need you to come over here, and pour the rest of my tea right into me. You heard me right, Captain. Fill my dick. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 31st Chud Podcast. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host. Joining me today are longtime contributors, Justin Waddell. How you doing, Justin? Pretty good. How you doing there, Nick? Fucking awesome. And Steve Murphy? You can't really call Justin long time. Well, I guess you could. You can't call me long time. Justin's Justin the only has one been who's involved been here in, since day I believe, one. Every podcast. You've been here yeah. since day one. You've no, been spotty throughout. Yeah, but I've had other things to do, you know. You're here on day one. I was here on day one. And you missed a few. I've Steve's, had other things to do, though. Steve's soul has always permeated the podcast, for better or worse. Speaking of other things to do. Yes. What happened since last we saw you, Steve? I don't know. The big event? Oh, life? I got married. I'm not talking about that. Oh. Did you pick up a Wii game or something? I did, yeah. I did. Um, I got Wii Fitness. No, you did not. You're a fucking liar and a coward. You got you? married, Nick. I did. And I Nick, know you got married. I was there, bitch. And Nick uh, participated in the wedding where you... I, I was the bride. I, I couldn't tell it was far far back. <laughs> <laughs> we are progressive. You officiated people. the wedding, right? No, no, no. I was I was um I was neither the reverend yeah. nor the bride. Or the sea creature. Nor the maiden of honor. Okay, so that leaves. I was the uh what's the official term, Steve? Is Second best man. Because if I'm the best man. No, Tay Diggs is the best man. That's true. Um, and how, how was that responsibility for, was it pretty easy? It was, it was very easy considering that Steve did not, uh, put a lot of rules on the best man this year. In a lot of weddings, the best man has a lot of responsibilities. Like they expect him to be reliable. Steve and Carrie knew better. So they didn't put much responsibility. All, right, then, all, all I did was say, uh, you got to show up at this time and, and wear a suit. You look like you did a pretty good job up there. But, Thank you. Um, it was, I was, it was an outdoor wedding. It was pretty hot. I was not hot. It was 102 degrees. Now, did you? Were you guys hot? Were you hot up there? Extremely uh, hot. But my father, who did the wedding, thank you very much. Uh, cut, cut it in half. I cut the vows in half. So we only had an, an eight-minute ceremony because it was so hot. Were you fine with that? Oh yeah. And did you guys rehearse at all? Uh, yeah, we rehearsed uh, maybe thirty minutes. Let me just offer this piece of advice. You needed to rehearse more. Oh, no, that shit was sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said it. As told by the pictures taken by everybody did you else. Skip the I do's. What the. F- I don't know. It's no, it weird, very, though, because it was so short. We did drive away thinking, you know, did we really get married? And I think that's what happens to everybody, though. We did See, I was, it was weird. I've never been to a Baptist wedding, and I didn't know that you had to eat her pussy at the altar. <laughs> you you wouldn't believe it. It had a table set up. Legs would be spread. Dive in. Um, and speaking of, you guys got you got married in the edge By of the way, the uh, maid of honor, she tasted like uh, zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren zucchini. But you got married. You got married on the edge of the lake. Indeed. Did you? It was so hot. Did you think about jumping in? Uh, no, actually, the original idea was we were gonna have one of our, one of our friends, uh, Will. Remember, remember, Will. Will Do you from remember like, Will? No, I'm talking to our, our people who listen to the podcast. Do you remember Will from podcast five or six? The guy who Will breathed? Mason knows a lot about peanuts. He's been yeah peanuts cartoon. He was the one who who breathed the entire time. Yeah, but he's been on a few times Has in your really? absence. Yeah. Oh well, what do I know? The original idea though was to have him walk out of the lake wearing a hockey mask. In the middle yeah. of the ceremony, but and the, then and then see if we can have, have him throw him a sword. Yes, from the middle of the lake. Oh, that failed gonna, as well. You gonna do, you gonna do <laughs> everything? A everything got, yeah, all of my ideas got shot down. Like my idea of coming in on a speedboat, like James Bond. He's also going to appear in a John Waters film and then have a talk show. There's that one Judd Nelson series of film too, where he uh, was a serial relentless. No, it was a, he was a serial killer on a lake. I think it's Judd Nelson. You can't be and a he, serial relentless. He chained he chained people under a lake so they 
were drowning on, in chains. So maybe we could have recreated that. That was from well. the hip. And then uh, Lake Placid. Get a little stuffed alligator. So anyway, yeah, movies. it was on the edge of a lake, and it was 102 degrees, and we were only Steve's, out there for about eight minutes. Steve's very married now. He's a veteran. It's been he is married. Yeah. Wow, is he married? Extraordinarily married. Let me ask. Let me ask this. I didn't know. Were you wearing a cummerbund with your tux? I was not. Why? Because he was, was wearing a Galleria bund. You guys were wearing like fuzzy tuxes with long tails. So why didn't you wear? A no, they were velvet. I mean, they weren't he, fuzzy. Please. Breathing. Uh, Steve's like Nick's short. Let's give him tails to make him look shorter. That wasn't the idea. The idea was that th- th- this jacket looks good on me, and the hell with him. Yeah, that was the whole idea. How did it feel to be completely upstaged by your best man? <laughs> Nothing new. I thought we looked good, though. Actually, you haven't seen the official pictures. We do look good. Guys, I have not po- seen the official did you guys pictures. Pose for official pictures? Yeah, we did. I closed my eyes. How was that? They look good. They look fine. Our photographer was very good. Mm-hmm. We did not get a fight with him. He has yet to give us our wedding album. It's you want to hear some trivia about my wedding? Yeah, it doesn't. Even though it's like almost 11 years ago. Yeah. My wedding, the uh, photographer, after she took the pictures, decided she was a lesbian and disappeared. We never <laughs> got the official photos. Are you serious? He's like, I like pussy. I'm out of here. <laughs> Did you never get photos, photos gone. How do you Did argue you, with that, though? Did your money disappear with her? No, I mean, like, we got, like, the proofs, but we didn't get the actual photographs. Mm-hmm. But she got a fucking mouthful of whisker biscuit. Is that why she left? She fucking, yeah. The way the photographer's like, I like pussy. All of a sudden, I'm out of here. See you guys. Did you pay her up front? We, I think we. I think That's we how she deposit. liked it. I, let me say, not <laughs> me say we, because the Catherine's parents were in charge of that shit. I was the groom, so all I did was show up and right. have a cock. So that's their problem. Yep. So she went. Now, did she I don't not care realize about that because anyway, I'm hideous? She could be a lesbian and also. Um, Performed the duties of a photographer. She's like, you know what? No, she's like, she's like, she decided I hate dick and photography. I'm out of here. Where'd she go? She went to a place where where licking pussy is is accepted. Well, that's everywhere. So that's a terrible story. That's the, you're not really narrowing it down. How did this rumor come about? Like, how it wasn't it, a rumor? How? She said, by the way, I, you're not gonna get your pictures because I like pussy. Stand so, to the left and let me put my fist so, in your pussy. Well, so some people like leave like a suicide note before they kill themselves. This woman. Decided to leave. I'm a lesbian. Note before she skipped town, and then she went away. Who cares? Well, he See, cares. I, I actually wanted. I wanted her to be a photographer more. I was like, "You're amazing." So, what are the only uh, wedding pictures you have? Then are, I don't what, even remember what because take? I, no offense, Steve. Wedding pictures are shit and boring. Nobody wants to see them. So I was uh, like, "Hold on, it. now. I, I want to see him because I look really good in my wedding pictures." Mm. I mean. I do. I hope you look good in the pictures. Um, well, I thought it was a beautiful wedding. I really enjoyed the food, chicken fingers, and uh, it was more than that. Just chicken fingers and what do you have? Chicken, chicken fingers and Doritos. You're asking the wrong person because I had. Justin was to excited because there was par- partially a T Rex song in the in the proceedings. I really got excited about that. That got cut off, but I still love it. There were no kiss songs in there. Yeah, the hot love song. Mm-hmm. Sing there a little were, bit. <clears throat> there were zero kiss. Dum 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 dum. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Thing is, on. the bride and groom like kiss. That's also the other Yet song. Yet there were no Kiss songs. There were no Kiss songs. The groom has not been to a Kiss concert, but the bride has. Wow, you never has been, been to one or two. She's been to Hot in the Shade. Jesus Christ. It was like 86. It was like 89. Wow. Fucking saw the Sphinx shoot lasers. Yet the wedding had T-Rex, which is a recent... Justin turned you on to T-Rex late in your That's not career, true at all. No, it is Career not. as a man. It's not That's not true. true. No, no, no. Hold on. That's not true at all. I like that one song by but T-Rex. You, you had no idea what Oh, you always liked the big hit. I Yeah. That and Banger Gone. Then I slipped you the, the CD. So I guess you did turn me on to it. So and Justin, just, Justin okay. just fucking ripped mind, you. Then. So you only like the big hit. Apparently I'm a dummy. Mm. No, hey, no, no, no. Way uh, Steve to, be in, to like the only popular song. Oh, I apologize. I wasn't really trying to rip you because I was, I was in the same boat until I heard... Uh, Electric Boogie, as that was called. That's great, yeah. And then uh, the slider. And then, uh, and then, but no Kiss songs. In and your Tanks. And Tanks is great. But no, there were no Kiss songs at all. So and we, Steve, Steve and there were, hold on now, there were four Anne Murray songs that we didn't get around to. Yeah. I hope Anne Murray dies of the worst disease. She may them. already be dead. Isn't she like kind of religious, but kind of not? I have no clue. I hope she kind of dies. Now, she was a lesbian, Anne Murray, and she decided to become a singer. She disappeared. The songs we never got around to, we had one song from Zapped, we never got around to, and uh-huh. I think two from Xanadu. No no, no Nightsticks tunes. We had one Nightsticks tune. Yeah, we did. Because Tommy that. Rape was your no, wedding was, song, it was, right? It was Bedlam and Breakfast. Oh, okay. What was your, uh, what was your I Love You, my, my Wife song? Wait, the one that we danced to? Yeah. It was Crazy Love by Van Morrison. 
Van Morrison, um, does he realize that he's fat and hideous? Yes. Okay. He he used to be in that group called Them, not yeah. the uh, the giant locust film. Ants. It was it ants or was it uncles? This, this is a film podcast. <laughs> you should know the uh, insect in question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a very good wedding, by the way. How I about really the film there? Very pretty, very beautiful. Thank you. Very very tasty. I had next to nothing Tasteful. to do with it. That's not true at all. I had a lot to do with it. I had about yeah, you had too much to do with it as a man. I had about forty six percent to do Steve with it. Steve was way. at the at the fucking fucking uh shower. I did I, go to it. Steve's a man. Because the original idea was at the shower. No, the bridesmaid, she fucked up on that one. The whole idea was supposed to be a couple shower, and she put a bridal shower. We interrupt the program with this message. Fuck a couple shower. I'm a girl and I'm telling you to fuck off. Couple shower, grow a penis, Mr. Murphy. It was supposed to have been a couple shower, and she sent out the invitation saying bridal shower. So naturally, I was the only fellow there. But anyway, after all set up, we got to let everybody know that you now you are getting divorced. Oh. So what, <laughs> when is that going through? About three hours from now. How come it didn't work out? <laughs> Just as soon as Devoff's uh, wedding goes Fucking through. Quick, Steve. Once Devoff is free, I'm out of here. Man, it was like quick. Steve wants to leave his marks on his pock marks. <laughs> Then why could I go for Richard uh, Richard Davi? Who the hell is Richard Davi? Robert's Robert. brother. Perfect complexion, Thank which you. ruins your joke. I know. I fucked my own joke up. He was in Locusts to Kill. <laughs> Locusts? Or Locusts to Kill. <laughs> right, so, so welcome to the 31st Chud Podcast. <laughs> My grandfather fell off his horse. He hated it. Broke his fucking eyes. Then eight cars killed him. Then a buzzer carried him into the sun. That's why I drank Gutterman's Cola. This advertisement paid for by Futterman's. Welcome back, gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Welcome back. Are you happy to be back from the No, the I'm, break? Not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not happy at all about that, that edit right there. I'll uh, edit it out. You'll edit me out? We're, ha- we're very happy to be back. And we're, are you very excited about the summer movies there, Nick? Like The Mummy and Journey to the Center of the Earth? Uh-huh. Absolutely enthralled. And uh, you've, we, seen, you've seen a bunch of those We are films. on the eve of the arrival of the Dark Knight, the uh, sequel to Batman Begins. Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Christian... B- no, he's in a... He's, if you <laughs> he's think about so it, good. he is Bruce Wayne and Batman. <laughs> he's in the same place. Heath Ledger, fucking William Fickner. Morgan Freeman. Maggie, Maggie. Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Who else? Pete Gary, Gary Oldman. No, Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Keaton. No City K- Huffman. No Ken Watanabe. Yeah, he, well, unless they show some archive There footage. is an Asian dude in the movie, though. But yeah. he's one of those boring, faceless Asians. Uh, is the... <laughs> <laughs> what? Speaking of which, where's our food? It's not here yet. <laughs> this Chud podcast will be recorded under the tastes of Chinese and Thai food. Eric Roberts. Oh, my God. Uh, not, no. Eric Roberts. You Eric Roberts is in the film quite a bit. Actually, he is involved in the best line of dialogue in the film. Who's uh, Anthony who... Michael Hall? Anthony Michael Hall plays a TV personality in the film. Who's Harvey Dent? Aaron Eckhart. Did you forget to mention Aaron Eckhart? I did not mention Aaron Eckhart, who's the, one of the better performances in the movie. Kathy and Jimmy, is she, is she in there? Kathy and Jimmy plays the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra Bullock <laughs> plays Killer Riddle Croc. They, they, got a, they got a cast of, of hundreds in this thing. Yep. I was surprised to see Willem Dafoe in the movie oh, as yeah. Bane. Wow, look at that. The That's... performance of... Uh, I was uh, surprised surprised see Scott Valentine in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know who else was surprised? <laughs> Scott, Scott Valentine. Valentine. How about Nicholas Hammond? How was he in Nicholas it? Hammond was not in the film. He did buy a ticket in advance. That's a t- that's a hot ticket, Batman. I was by the misinformed. Way. Nope. I'm so hungry. <laughs> so Batman, Nick saw this. He went out out west to LA, starving, and they had a. Uh, I don't know, was it a press big the first screening of it or it what? Was the first press screening, and it was myself. I was Devin's guest. Thank you, Devin. Thank De- you, Devin. Devin. Why don't you talk about the wackness a little De- bit? Devin, Devin, Devin being Devin being the uh, 
the the uh, cynical driving force behind Chud.com these days. And he is uh, he had he had the in he had the he, press. He in. was probably he had, probably had designs on bringing abroad with him, but I was in town, so he was nice enough to bring me. You forced your you forced yourself on him. I did not. Did he feel I, obliged. I asked a Warner Brothers representative if I could go, and he said, "Go as Devin's plus one." There you go. All right, so you you got there, and how was the how was the setup? Was it was everybody like excited to see Batman? It's been a hotly anticipated film. The person who wasn't there, Heath Ledger. Yes, uh, it was on. It was at an IMAX theater. Were any of the stars there? It wasn't a star thing. It wasn't. Right? No, it was a press screen. It was a lot of like uh, people that you would know from maybe. Uh, it enter- wasn't a star thing. So Eric Roberts was there. Entertainment Tonight. People from uh, say like uh, Joe Blow. You know, Andy was Dave Poole. Davis there? Other folks, no. Dave Davis, I believe, is based in Boston. Yeah, but he's from Joe Blow. There was. A, I'm just. What I'm saying is, there was a lot of representatives from the online. How about the, the the TMZ dudes? I'm sure the TMZ dudes were there, but I would not know what they look like because they're too busy showing pictures of somebody emerging from a limo with their vagina hanging out. Um. So how was how? So you now you you a saw worthy it. endeavor. It's a long film. It is a long film, and there's a lot of stuff happening in it. Extreme amounts of things happening, and 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 Bale's got. Um, a weird voice. He has how a weird does, voice when under the guise of Batman. How does that work? Because I saw a clip of it on Conan, and he sounded ridiculous. Um, I do feel that when he is in the guise of Batman, Christian Bill adopts a voice which is uh, inconsistent with the tone of the character or of his Bruce Wayne persona. Now, does that bother you, take you out of the film? It nearly takes a gentleman out of the film. How does it sound? It sounds gruff and planned. Let's say he was saying... Let's say he was like, uh, can I get some spicy basil fried rice? This is what I'm getting tonight. Say that he was ordering what on the Batman phone What Batman would do would first proceed with his Bruce Wayne voice like, hey, how you doing? I would like to get some Batman basil fried rice. <laughs> well, maybe so, he's trying to... Uh, what is he? What do you fucking put Batman in front of everything he orders? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he's try- maybe he's trying to hide himself, you know? Some serious ego. Perhaps he's like, he's like maybe, people will, will, <laughs> maybe people will recognize my lower chin. So I had to adopt a gruff voice. <laughs> Bat- Batman would like <laughs> Batman would like some Batman Big Mac. Is that food? Some Batman. That looks like food. <laughs> some ba- Batman, Bat- Batman large fries. Yeah, why do they do the voice like that? Because so I, I guess what's, what he's trying to do is prove that the character is uh, distance from Mr. Bruce Wayne. Okay. Stupid. You don't like that part of it, but it didn't really unhinge you from the viewing. No, the movie's a blast. It's a lot of fun. It's crazy fun. Even Michael Keaton did that, though. It's so an 8.5, really... and for that, I must be lambasted because I'm obviously cutting yeah, it way short. You get 8.5 out of 10 on the, on the Chud website. Yeah, and uh, I got shaded. People got mad. They said that they had heard that it was better than 8.5. But they had heard. 9. It is they apparently heard, the Empire Strikes see. Back of superhero movies. Yeah, everybody's com- yeah they're comparing to the- you throwing around the word masterpiece. Fuck it. It's not. No, when people realize that you docked at one point five points, and people didn't like that. Yep. Well, it's only you... it's only great. <laughs> so uh, who now? Why don't you why don't you tell us who your favorite favorite parts were? I really appreciate the work given by Mr. Aaron Eckhart, yeah, you Mr. Like Gary Oldman, and Mr. Heath Ledger, and Christian Bale. Aside from the scenes where he is playing the voice of Batman, he's pretty. Is he pretty intimidating? Otherwise, very good. Yeah. What's the big deal with the voice, though? I mean, honestly. He just has this exaggerated voice like, good do you doing? Oh, no, I know that. I remember it from the first one. But, I mean, even Michael Keaton did that, though. No, we didn't do like that, though. It was pretty blatant. Uh-huh. There's a, I mean, he has a lot more dialogue in this because he has scenes where he shows up on the roof and deals with cops, and he yeah. does sound a little bit pussified. Yeah, he sounds a little strange. I saw that trailer. It's like he's trying to compensate for something. You know, Gary Oldman's got a little bit of an accent in the film, too. Does he play as an Irish accent? It's like he's trying to compensate for the machinist. Gary Oldman um, has an American accent. See, I heard him McConaughey. He sounded a little bit like he was pulling like an Irish thing. Gary Oldman kind of plays Malone from The Untouchables here. You love him in this. I do love him. I is his role a little bit expanded from the first? Much, much expanded. Malone wow. played by? Sean Connery. Oh, say that has again. Gordon ever been cool? Say it again. The character is great. He's one of my favorite characters from the in the comics. comics. In the comics. It, has it ever been cool on Not screen? cool, but very, very good character. Who played him in uh, Pat Hingle or something? Who played him in, in the Batman? Pat Hingle, you're right. The Pat Hingle? Yep. Yeah. Who played the... Uh, Star of the Grifters. Also was in Hang'em High with Clint Also Eastwood. probably the best caretaker of Hingles. <laughs> what did you say, Steve? Hang'em High? He was in Hang'em High with... 
playing he played the mayor I think or the sheriff or something like that Hangle, but no one really cares though, because guess what else night. Pat Hangle was in one of the greatest films of all time Maximum Overdrive yeah what happens to him and then he get hit by a truck I don't know someone gets hit in the chest by a truck and lives for a while I don't know Pat Hangle you know, I've, I've actually never seen that film it's one of the better films ever St- Stephen King directed it Music by ACDC. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so Coke how Mach- can I have never seen this? One movie? of the better films of Coke Machine Retribution. All right. So you you uh, recommend this film, Batman? I recommend it wholeheartedly. Where although, would you put it in the line of summer movies and list of summer movies? Would you put it this year? Top three. I have to admit, my favorite is still Iron Man. Okay. Top it's two. Top three. So it would be top three. I love Hellboy. I've seen Dark Knight twice. I've seen Hellboy three times. I've seen Iron Man six times. I still love those Iron Man, Hellboy. And I then cannot ba- believe you watched Iron Man six times. I could watch it again right now. I love that movie. Well, let's not tempt you. Six I could times. watch it so many times. Did you ever? Did you ever fall asleep during? Never. Oh man, six love it. I don't think I'd ever see any film six times. You saw Wally? I you did not see yet. Wally. Every time I try to see it, I get connived. Somehow. I tell you what, man. I I think I think. Uh, well, we won't talk about. Right you can now. talk about whatever you want. To break, the Chud though, podcast. I, I didn't think Wally was great. Yeah, me neither. Okay, well then I guess we agree. It's funny. I went to the you know, the new uh, the new knife and fork bucket backlot. They re- they relaunched it as yeah, a new I restaurant. I went there on um, I guess Monday. Yeah. To see it, and they had the showtime wrong on the, on the internet. So oh. I got there at one o'clock for the for the showing, and it was at twelve o'clock. So I had to not see it. I was excited about it though. You missed the best part. No, Wally's great until the first humans hour. until the humans show up. Yeah, we'll st- we'll talk about that. Well, that's kind of like what Earth was like. Oh, too. You want to talk about Wally now, or you want to keep talking? You want to talk about Wally? I'll provide amazing. We'll anecdotes. talk about that quick, quickly. I think it's uh, very quick. You saw it, Steve. You yeah, thought, you liked it. I did like it a lot, but until the humans showed up, the humans were working. Hey, hey, hey! I oh. did get to see the short film that precedes it. Amazing. That was kind of crap too. Actually, cute. The magician in the hat. Cute. Oh, I was cute. The rabbit thing. Yeah, it was cute. Ah, it was kind of shitty. But uh, I thought it was pretty good. I what I think is I think uh, Wally is the character is great. I love I love him. Voiced by Ben Bird. Okay. Who? Ben Bird. Star Wars sound designer. Okay. I love it. I, I think he was great. He's so much fun to watch. I think that the um, actual plot of the movie is a little bit lackluster. Agreed. Um, but I like Wally so much that I, I could watch uh, I could watch Wally. Who else provides voices in uh, Wally? Jeff Garland. With, with no sadness. Jeff, Jeff Garland great. plays the human captain mm-hmm. of the massive ship. Yeah, Garland's in it. There's not too many noticeable voices. Who's the Fred chick? Willard's in the, it the for chick, a very I brief think, time. The, the chick, I didn't recognize the, uh, the her name. Eve? Yeah, she She's played a, Eve, but I, I don't, don't recognize I don't the know. name. I don't know. The question I'm asking is, is the Basically, person who plays ben Eve Burt, somebody who I want to split the hairs of? It's essentially Ben Burt and Jeff Garland. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't too many voices in this. A lot of uh, bleeps and blaps. I did not like the zips humans. And zoops. I didn't like anything to do with the humans, even when he was the when they were on the ship it, trying to The first to half hour it. is glorious, and yep. then it goes to shit face. I don't know if it goes to shit. It's just, I think what happens with the Pixar is everybody, and a lot of people love the movie, I think... They, Pixar gets a pass almost every time just because their stuff's so pretty and just kind of fun. But I just don't think they really hit it out of the park story-wise this time. Not like not like they did in Cars. Sounds like they had Whoa. a really good. It's like they had a really good just kidding. Uh, a short story idea and they tried to expand it into a yeah, feature. Yeah, I think it did not work. It would have been interesting to see this without any humans at all. It would have uh, been a lot better. But that's kind of how think, I feel about Earth. I think that I think that they were probably unwilling to take that risk. Obviously. Have you guys kind of realized that Earth would be great with, without the people? So true. People no. fucking suck. People are great. People suck on Best Earth. Best things about this planet. Earth one would be them. better without human beings. Not at all. You're one of them. That's true. You I'm a little fuck biased. Off. I don't know where I stand on this one. I go back and forth. I consider myself a plant, so fuck you guys. An fuck egg, off. An eggplant. Speaking Die. of summer movies, you know what movie I caught? on TV and watch the end of it. Tell us. A little movie uh, called Deep Star Six. Steve Miner. Steve Miner directed Sean S. Cunningham produced. Oh, no, yeah, Sean S. No, Sean S. Cunningham directed it. What a fucking film. Taron Black. Who? Taron Black. Star. T-A-R-I-N. Lisa Eilbacker. That's how you say your last name? Eilbacker. No, Black. black it's like, it's, it's strange, like, spelling then. It's not B-L-A-C-K. No, it's black. She's cute in that movie. She's hot, actually. Belly Hills Cop? I don't know. Her I hair don't... is a different color. 
Uh, am I thinking of Leviathan or am I thinking of Deep Star Six? You're thinking of Deep Star Six. Evagan's in Deep Star Six. Greg Evagan. Uh, you're one of your favorites. No. Yeah, yeah. One Who? of your favorites. Uh, Bring it. What's that guy's name? Um, he was in Langoliers. <laughs> Don't say Bronson Pinchot. Dean Stockwell. No, he's in everything. He's in. He was in uh, like the Profiler for a long time. Uh, what the fuck's going God, on? What's his fucking name? Um, he was. He was in. Here's what he was in. Uh, Night Flyer. Miguel Ferrer? Yeah, he's in that. I love Miguel Ferrer. He implodes in that movie. Miguel Ferrer, what is, his, what is he best known for these days? Mm-hmm. Most of the movie voiceovers. Is in that a him? world where cum is free. Is that him? Yep. Miguel oh, yeah, Ferrer does a lot of voiceovers. He's the guy that freaks out in this and kills like half the crew by accident, basically. Well, that's what he's, he's prone to do. Um, he was in RoboCop, thank you. And, uh, he played Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's hard to erase that mistake. Nia Peoples, I think, is in this. Yeah. What do you think of that movie? Deep Star Six. Huh. The cre the creature is crab esque. Yeah, the creature is a uh, uh, ancient. We don't like crabs in the show. He's bitey. He wants to eat. It's the, the the technical term is he's bitey. He gets inside the ship when one of the guys goes outside to work on the ship, and he sees the creature. The creature is attracted by the light that he's got going. It's funny. I was reading their uh, USA Today review of Batman. Mm-hmm. Of the of the new Batman from the Dark Knight, yep. and they lapsed into a Deep Star Six conversation. That's I don't I guess I'm I'm stealing I'm cribbing then, but uh, that's a good one to rent. Speaking of cribbing, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Speaking of cribbing, my latest sleeping vampire. <laughs> There's so, an obscure reference. All right. Speaking so, of cribbing. Nah, nah, I've got nothing. All right, so actually. I'm sorry, we can move on from this, but uh, Deep Star Six. I like the Dark Knight. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Yeah, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger did a, a great performance. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. He's dead. He passed. He passed away. It's too bad. That guy was very extremely talented. It's a shame that he accidentally overdosed on drugs. Wait, can you really call that passing away if you over overdosed on drugs and all? It's not really passing away. Yeah, he passing passed, away kind of passed away kind of denotes like you you went you you died in your sleep or something. Passed That's away. passing away. He shuffled off the mortal coil, and now he's if you OD up on something though, you're not passing away on the heavenly stage. But he didn't plan it. He's like, I'm, he was watching. He's watching his own work and broke back. He's like, I'm just trying to say that the passing more away is too much of a of a, a soft term for that kind of thing. Well, like yeah. suicide. Oh, he shot himself. He passed away. No, he, he did not pass he away. He didn't kill himself. Well, he did kill himself, but he did it by mistake. So I say pass away. It's not really passing away. What is I it? disagree. I, I don't know. It's not passing he away. He ran a, a post pattern. Passing away is when you're like 90 and you die in your sleep. Dying? He just died? No, it's, it's, there's got to be some other term for it. But He died you, He died violently in a drug-addled haze? If you take a thousand pills and you go to sleep, you don't pass away. You you, you murder the hell out of yourself. I don't know if you yourself. took a thousand, but, you know. You he, um, he had some prescription medication and he had some probably not prescription medication. He took them together and as a result, he's no more. Passing away should be reserved for the elderly. Well, anyway, he's not longer with us. It's too bad because he's extremely talented and young. And it's always sad when uh, young people pass away. Heath Ledger does a very good job Steve, in the film. Pass away. He um he does not pass not away passed. on screen. He does not pass away at all. Does a very good job. Eckhart. Yeah. Eckhart, fantastic. Mr. Gary Oldman, great. Yeah. Everybody, Michael Caine, fantastic. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, uh. uh appropriate thankfully I won't spoil anything but I'll say thankfully the woman interest was handled well it's crazy when uh, Gyllenhaal actually looks more like the Joker than Ledger I don't find her unattractive honestly she's not attractive at all I think she's got the fact she has her moments old Gyllenhaal not, not really she's kind of saucy and uh, one Donnie Darko I thought I went to Miss Hennessy's house and the central room in her place was called the Gyllenhaal oh so okay, let's uh, we'll, we'll give the we'll give the uh, Dark Knight a a wink, must see. Double, I, double. I'm actually looking forward to seeing it with a crew of non-press. Yeah, because um, <laughs> good luck, because we're all press. <laughs> so is Michael Madsen in Species, <laughs> and uh, the old lady from the Mangler. <laughs> yeah, the Mangler. So uh, Justin, tell me about your anticipation for the Dark Knight. I'm excited about it. I, you know, I don't like this. I wouldn't mind seeing it on, on the IMAX screen. We don't have, we have what, one big IMAX screen here? The old Mall of Georgia. Uh, it's kind of far from me, and it's sold out like crazy this weekend. The, uh, the IMAX scenes stick out pretty jarringly in the film. 
So what does that mean? If I don't go to see it in IMAX, will it stick out on the normal screen, you mean, or what? No. So I'm just you- saying that the, the, the IMAX serves the most purpose in the establishing shots that lead into the sequences. Did, so it doesn't you don't really miss anything? No. All right, I'll go see it in the theater this weekend. No! Look what you've done. Not me. I'm not going to bother with IMAX, even though it's 11 miles down the road from me. I still hate it. I'm going to go to the uh, the local Carmike Theater where they had the digital photography and the re- retarded people man the halls. I'm you going gotta to be that kidding. Theater. Carmike is still in business? It's amazing. It's digital photography? What are you talking about? No, the uh, projection. projection. Yeah, I, I meant that. I'm sorry. Steve is not a uh, master of the spoken no, word. No, I, I don't really know the words at all. Um, well, have fun seeing that movie. I will be seeing it as well. I don't know if I'll go this weekend. Now, I'm not going to bother with IMAX, though. I'm going to Why be would all you pay it. $15 for the IMAX? version of it when you can go to a actually i went with uh, our friend will to see speed racer on imax uh and he bought the child ticket from the auto thing how he just pressed child because he's bald i mean he looks like a baby (laughs) so he got away with it i i got nervous i said i wouldn't do it i would never it would never work and then he the guy tore his ticket like he was a seven-year-old See, that's not fair though because will has the benefit of two things first of all he's bald like a baby secondly he's bald like a child molester First of all, that's not very nice. Second of all, he's uh he keeps it short yeah. on the side. But third of all, it's accurate. We are on the um sort of on the eve of Hellboy two, the Golden Army, opening at number one with a roughly thirty five million dollars. The post eve. Right? What? The post eve. The post eve. Which is the eve of destruction too? Or the or the postie who has no money. Hellboy <laughs> um, oh two was, uh, I guess, will be considered a success. Yeah, thirty five million, right? Yep. And that was uh, now was that where people were ex- hoping for, expecting? You, you kind of know some of the people involved. Confidentially, in which I guess no longer the case. It needed to do. It needed to do at least like thirty three, thirty four, to uh, kind of open at number one. Kay. Prove its prove its worth and uh, enable them to you know accomplish what they meant to accomplish financially what was There's, the budget the budget was 85 the uh, what they meant to accomplish obviously creatively they, they that wasn't an issue because they did yeah but uh, financially I think there was a little bit of a concern because you know you never know with a film like that how is it going to do how much of a name is Hellboy as a brand yep and then between Hellboy um, sorry with Hancock and the Dark Knight Sandwiching it, how much value does that brand carry? Yet the film did do very well, all things considered. It'd be interesting to see how much of a take it hits next weekend. With the Dark it's gonna Knight. get destroyed next week. It's gonna get destroyed, but I wonder if it's also gonna. Since people everybody's gonna be trying to get in the Dark Knight, they'll settle for a little bit of Hellboy. You know what I'm saying? The thing that bothers me is how how well Hancock did in the second week, and Hancock is by by all means not a good movie. Yeah, but it's doing really well. It's doing really well, and worldwide, it's doing typically well too. you can never. You can use all the excuses in the world you want on a film's opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Second weekend, though, word of mouth reviews and human common sense should bring it down. The thing is, What's you're smart? the only one who I've heard from the mainstream media, thank you very much, who did not like the film. Everybody else loves the film. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's gotten a primarily negative. Are you talking about people that have seen it that you know? Yeah. Cause, uh, and also on the radio. Because um, if you think about I Am Legend, which also... Um, wasn't that great of a film? That movie did amazing. I Am Legend is a better film than Hancock. But Smith, it's Smith. I mean, Smith can do no wrong. He's just a he's just a fucking amazing movie star. He's the probably the biggest. Yeah, but the thing is, you is that you can only dip into that well too many times before people start realizing. You're right. I mean, you're right, but I think that he uh, he's got a couple more wells he can dip into. With the thing that, that bothers movie. me is the people that keep quoting Hancock keep quoting the prison sequence where he puts a guy's head in another guy's ass. Mm-hmm. Not handled well in the film. Not funny. It's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. You I, when I saw the film, I was looking forward to that scene. I was like, "Well, how is he going to handle this? How is he going to do it?" Not funny. It's all done through sound effects and 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 uh, suggestion. Peter, now I heard that they rewrote that script, and the script is supposed to be pretty amazing. Actually, I thought that, but what I heard was that the, the original script by some unknown guy called Tonight He Comes, which is a big script deal, apparently was kind of lacking. And that people were expecting the rewrites and the development of the project through Peter Berg and the studio to, to turn it. it into something great. Mm-hmm. And it's as disjointed, if not more, now. Well, even if it's a bad film, 
you have to be a little bit excited because you love Peter Bergen. It's got to be a big. It's got to be a big uh, deal for him if this movie's a success, which it is. I so. do love Peter Berg, and honestly, that was my saving grace. It's like, okay, this this thing looks wrong. The trailers were bad, but Peter Berg's involved. Do you think that it was taken out of his hands by the studio? Probably. Yeah. But at the same time, it's his, still his name on it. I didn't hear about him getting locked out of the editing room. I like Peter Berg's cool. He's not gonna. He's not gonna kiss and tell. He's not gonna. Get kicked out of the editing room and tell. I mean, he, he just worked with Michael Mann. I mean, he did the kingdom with under the supervision of Michael Mann. You would yeah. think that he's pretty much ready for anything that Hollywood has to offer after working under one of the most you know disciplined and 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 hard driving producers there is. Mm-hmm. But Can bottom we, line is, Hancock is shit, regardless of Peter Berg's involvement or not. Even if Peter Berg had control or didn't have control, it's still a piece of shit. So, so. you know, it's fucked. You know? Would you give that eight point five? Isn't that kind of your I don't I don't love you. you I hate this movie. It's a bad movie. Rating. Um, it's, it's what was your it's a, I gave it a five. So let's let's move to Hellboy though, which you really liked. I loved Hellboy. And honestly, the first time I saw it, I wasn't really I didn't know exactly what I was getting because it was a partially finished film. Yeah. I was like, this seems bigger, a lot bigger than the original Hellboy. Yeah, because you saw you saw way early. Way you saw, early. You saw it whenever he's still putting together, right? It was about fifty percent done in terms of the effects and the music. There's no music from the from the final product, but I, I knew that I had something. You know, the film was something different. It was definitely bigger than the original Hellboy. I wasn't sure if it was going to connect on an emotional level to me like the first one did. Yeah. The second viewing, though, which was the I guess it was the first finished screen screening as the premiere. Everything, everything that kind of question was fixed, and there was a lot of stuff that worked so much better when with the finished effects, yeah, like the robot army stuff, as well as the scene with the elemental where it takes over the Manhattan that's Street. The best, yeah, that's the best. Scene One of the, of the best summer. scenes. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I really think he kind of it is really a good marriage of of the Guillermo del Toro that people know from uh, Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone, Backbone, and the Guillermo del Toro of Blade Two and Hellboy One. Yeah, it's like a perfect melding of those two and. Yeah. The second time really knocked it home. The third time, it was like, this film is fucking great. Yeah, I got to see it again. I really liked it a lot um, as well. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I like the first Hellboy a lot. And, and and maybe in some ways I like it a little bit better. Um, just because I like, I don't know why. But um, Well, I mean, what scenes? Like, what about it? I, I just, I kind of like the whole, uh, just the whole, the whole uh, you know, set up at the end. You know, like the whole conflict at the end. And then, you know, the... the uh, I like the the kiss with some of oh that was awesome yeah little kiss and the, no but I, I just I like that one I love I love this one as well um uh but the one thing that did take me out so we talked a little bit about it was the the pop songs that he threw in there yeah I just wish that they would I I bet they're pushed on him and I yeah, wish it doesn't he, seem like it was his idea I just wish they wouldn't use them in the movie. I hope it's not it's such ill fitting I think it's such a because his, his the uh, score is uh, Pretty interesting in that film, and I, I, not I, really. You didn't like it? No, I didn't like the score at all. It's, it's Elfman. I, I kind of like. And he hasn't right. done it, and, and he's not done really an, an interesting score since. Yeah, I, I'm not big. He, I can't. His tell. score for Big Fish was quite good. But honestly, I don't care if the score is memorable as long as it doesn't distract yeah, you. It doesn't distract me, but I, I just don't. The, the pop songs distract me a little bit. The though. score in the first film, though, there was a scene where there's the rooftop sequence where Hellboy is up on the uh, top of the building. And he's eavesdropping on Myers and uh, I love that Liz. Scene. That's yeah. a, the music in that scene is fantastic. But that scene is also very funny. And that's one thing too is in this movie, there's so much going on that I wish there was just a little bit more Hellboy. There's a lot more going on, especially at the beginning, because it, it it when I first saw it though, well, I guess it's the only time I've seen it thus far. It's very when, when you see it for the first time, it throws you into the film. Yeah, like if you cut out the the beginning part where he's the young Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that part, he he expects you to know the characters, all the characters, all the backstory, yeah. and everything. Which fair enough, but if you're coming off the street cold, you're going to be completely. Doesn't dis- he kind of try to catch you up during the credit sequence a little bit? Very much so. Yeah, yeah, perhaps so. But um, if you're still coming off, then you haven't seen the first film. I don't know how much you're going to. I'll be honest. On that. I think you can go with it. I've be, I become a as a, as a as a as a comic book creator. I've become much more of a fan of the BPRD than Hellboy himself. Yeah, a lot of people. Have. And I think the film's smartest decision was to focus not on just Hellboy, but to turn it into no, an ensemble. No, I think it, I think the first just because it was, um, the first one was so good at setting up uh, Hellboy and Liz and Abe and Abe that that um, and you could tell that 
What's funny is you can tell that Guillermo's more interested in, than a, in Abe than than uh, Hellboy in a way. Well, Hell, I, I mean, that's that's the thing I came at that came out of this whole film with is like I don't think Hellboy himself, the character, can sustain a series of films. He's not that interesting, all told. Even in the comic books, he's a cool character, but he's kind of a. a he's dumb, different in the comics. He's different in the comics. He's but, more of a sad sack in the comics. But he's not. He's. I don't think he's got enough depth. So to it's more about those surrounding him. Carry a franchise, but the BPRD as a whole is a very fun and eclectic and comedic unit to where yeah, you have oh, yeah, the yeah. best of every world. Because, I mean, yeah, Abe is the, the nerd, and Hellboy is the, the, the brawn, and, and Johan and Liz, you know, they, they everybody. The, ga- the and, gaseous guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Everybody brings their shit to the table, so it makes it worthwhile. But, you know, it's funny because I like the Hellboy of the comics because he's a, he's like the sad sack that he's. he's Kind of, you know, obviously depressed. He 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 enters into these situations, um, uh, really with the attitude of like, you know, when he's when he's beating back these huge monsters, he really is just kind of like, uh, you know, going to work. And this one, they kind of do that, but you could tell in the com in the movie version that he really is a, you know, Del Toro tries to put himself as much as he can into Hellboy. Like, yeah, he, you know what I'm saying. But um, then again, he sees him in a different way than Magnolia does. Everything has to be so much more global and cosmic. In the films, because you can't you can't do it. Of, you can't you know, do it any different. Of I was thinking, pages. how could you how could you represent that on the screen? The, the character of the comic books, because he's just such a depressed figure. Even his relationship with Liz is just completely sad. In, in the comics, Does that have anything to do with the prophecy? Yes. that was brought up in the film. Yeah, huge fan of Frankenheimer. Yeah, that that's a big deal on that. That he always is, he's always in the comics. He's always denying who he really is. Like he's always fighting. So that's the conflict between the two. Uh-huh. She knows and he doesn't. Oh, I was talking about his his whole demon thing in the comics. No, oh. she knows who he is. In that. I thought he knows who he is too, though. He does. That's what I'm saying. In the comics, he he's always fighting that that all everybody's always like, "Hellboy, you should come to uh be be you know be a, be a demon, be your true self." And he's always like, "Fuck." So that. is the prophecy from the film uh, made <sighs> yeah. up for the film? No, it's it's that's taken from the comics. I'd say. Yeah, okay. but a lot of it isn't. I mean, Del Toro's let his imagination run wild with this thing. He really does. Did it's How not about, tied to the comics, really? No, at all. And I think that's a good thing because I, I personally have have lost interest in the comics. Aside from BPRD, I think the Hellboy series have gotten the early Hellboy comics are classics. I think. The early Hellboy comics are classics, but ever since the first Hellboy film came out, that first Hellboy series, The Island, that came out after that, was a little bit disappointing. And every little kind of tidbit that Mignola has thrown away has not... He hasn't done a big story, though, has he? He really hasn't. Yeah. He's gone into these little things. But the BPRD stuff by Garagiani is great. And you kind of realize that, hey, you know what? Hellboy works great in an ensemble. And seeing the BPRD act, act is, is, uh, is a much better thing. Because, I mean, you don't, you don't need these global, world-changing consequences at hand. Like, uh, they have to do in the movie, but in the comic books. Just, yeah. just watching this group of people take on whatever supernatural plight it's just enough. It's well, fun. What I liked about the planet elemental scene, which we talked about, the, that's the best scene I think. Beautiful and, scene, and it is a it, that is like the true mixture I think, but between I mean, perfectly like fifty fifty between Magnola and and Del Toro is that you have the beauty, all the beauty that Del Toro would put, put in something like that, and then the bigness that Magnola would that just loves he loves to have those he, those huge monsters that he, that Hellboy's battling. He finally has, you know, the end of the last one they had one. But fi- you know, in this one, he really is fighting that that big monster. And it's a know? great design. And the thing is, a lot of people are calling. And you feel on, sorry for the A lot of people are calling Absolutely. on that he's like basically doing his Miyazaki moment. But that shit's the literature that influences both Hellboy and Guillermo, like the William Hope Hobson and the and mm-hmm. Lovecraft stuff. A lot of that stuff has a lot of ties just, to the death of nature. It isn't just and, the, and the audience cosmic being. Sorry for the, the character, though. It's the, Steve yeah. Murphy. It's the actual character himself. Hellboy feels sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and they're Everybody and the, watching. The bad guy in this, quote unquote, is very, pretty interesting, I think. And yeah. Nick- now, the question he poses to Hellboy Prince Noato were about, yeah. you know, this is the last of his species. You know, the world's not a better place. You know, it's, not, it's, it's a poorer place without him. Mm-hmm. That shit's great. And it really, it really, it's weird to see that in a summer movie. It is. It's a, it's a very smart film. I, I really uh, enjoyed it. It's, it's very atypical for a, a summer but film. But I will I'd admit say. that the, you can't watch Hellboy 2 once. And really get the full magic you need to go of again. it because it, it is really the first time you watch it, you're kind of trying to just absorb what he's he's shoving in your face because you know you've seen the first Hellboy, you know the expectations, you're expecting a certain amount of uh, you know bombast and 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 cute stuff. But when you watch it the second time, third time, whatever, you're like, this is a summer movie. Yet here's the, stu- the themes and stuff that he's kind of touching on, and it's it's beyond what you would normally get. And uh, he really does. He doesn't necessarily connect on every single thing he tries to, but for the most part, he he accomplishes a shitload of stuff that you would not get out of some movie. And 
definitely, definitely takes the Hellboy concept someplace fresh. I mean, it, it does does you feel think, like a, a growing franchise. You think they're going to do a third one then? I do. I do think he's going to do a third one. He's going to be. He's going to be such a gone stubborn a bastard that he's going to do it. He's going to be gone for a while though. He's going to be gone, but he's like, such a cock. You know. But I mean, it's going to be like five years away. Then and what's his face? Promo's going to be like. 65. doesn't matter as long as he's got the good stunt people I mean like as far as yeah. delivering dialogue you don't have to be a certain age and actually the kind of Hellboy character is such a hard-boiled when he's actually in, in, disgu- in dialogue and all that it's such a hard-boiled old-school character that Perlman has got that so wrapped up it doesn't matter who, who's no he's fucking amazing who's it's in just, the costume during the action I wonder scenes. if he'll be like Fuck, I gotta put this fucking makeup on again for nine hours a day even if it becomes I'm like 65 for Christ's sake if it becomes a voice role for him for the most part yeah. in later years it still works just like as you proved with um, with uh, Seth MacFarlane as Johann Krauss, it's like it doesn't matter who's p- portraying the actual physicality of the that, character. I read somewhere that they said that Hellboy was a lot of Hell. He was a lot. A lot of times he was CGI. Not, that's not true. Is not it? true at all. Yeah, that's just bad reporting. Yeah, the uh, I, I think I read that the, the Roger Ebert review of Hellboy. Too. That's what. That's where I read it. Yeah, Ebert. he's like most of it's CG, but he's great. It's like bullshit. He just doesn't know what he's doing, and that's why Roger Ebert needs to get the rest of his face restored. Ebert's great. Come on now. Fuck Ebert. Hope he visits Siskel soon. You ain't had peanut butter until you've had sockeye salmon peanut butter. From Futterman's. Yeah. Nothing like it in the whole wide world. Well, there's one way to know where taste buds go. To find their happy place. Place like Mohalla, set loaded with protein, magnesium and arginine, made with love and tenderness, all from the south of heaven. Futterman's place, where peanuts dance like fairies, the fucking fairies, lightly salted, letting the loafers. This advertisement paid for by Futterman's. Hey, Steve. How you doing that back there, quiet Ron? I'm enjoying my solitude, my, my quantum of solace. How, what do you think of the trailer, baby? I love it. It's, it shows too much, though. What does it show? Everything in the movie. So he, he emerges in the sand dunes with a gun. No, it's like a thousand. It's a good trailer, though. I really it is a good it. trailer, but it's a thousand clips that shows you everything in the film. It's a typical trailer now. I wish they wouldn't use that... that uh, all-Star by Smash Mouth in it, but other than that, I think they do a good job. <laughs> who would you recommend, Mr. Murphy, to do the music for Quantum of Souls? Who should do the, the title track? Oh, the title track? Have they not figured that out yet? Nope. You gotta bring Paul McCartney back. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Okay, Paul McCartney. They should get somebody more lively, but like they never John really, Lennon. They never double oh. up on that, do they? No. So Shirley Bassey did like Bassie's seven of them. the only one who's doubled up. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. She did Diamonds Are Forever. She did a bunch of other ones. Goldfinger, Moonraker. Shirley Bassey is the queen of all Bond. So who, 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 what, what, uh... Seriously, Steve, though, if you were in charge of the music department, other than using the Lucky Nine Sticks, who would you choose to do the... I have no clue. Quantum of Solace song. Let me pitch the, something. The song, I have no clue. Jack Johnson. Oh. I hate you, Justin. If you want your entire audience to go to sleep before the credits are over, he's perfect. He could do a little beach, little beach flavor he's with a, the Bond franchise. He, he needs to be assassinated. He is in sand. No. All right, so no Jack Johnson. I, I I have no clue. The title song is such an, an the, integral part, though. Here's the because solution. Because the entire... I, I know that the... Hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you this right All right, here. baby. Bring it. The person who does the title song really, really does not have that much to do with the actual score of the film, although the title song itself is interwoven into the film. Yes. So they work with the person doing the score, which is, at the moment, David Arnold, who's kind of boring. Okay. So whoever whoever does the song basically is going to be doing a David Arnold song. So besides McCartney, mm-hmm. who would you throw in there? Uh, there's no, there's no Come on, you got to throw someone I in there. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Chris Cornell's job in the last one. I liked it too, but it was too rock and roll. Why don't he just do a, an instrumental one like John Barry did for no On Majesty's Secret Service? No one wants to do an instrumental. They want to get their voice on Bond. Not only that, they need to I sell know, singles. I, there hasn't been a, a chart. There hasn't been a song that's actually charted in, in the Bonds. It, since uh, I think Living Daylights, 
Yeah. Not true. I think so. They all chart. No, the I mean, music not, charts are not, so not fucking retarded. Not top 50, though. Not top 50. Well, you gotta Trent, think of somebody. Trent Reznor produces Justin Timberlake. That's the way to do it. It, it might Done. be. Like Timbo might. Huge sales. Timbo might do it. Actually, I'm a liar. I think Madonna was like number two. I just, wow. I just remembered that. I just remembered that. They can get Timberlake. Madonna's uh, Dying of the Day. What a great do, song. To cut like a kind of a Bondish video, you know? Oh, my God. A Bondish video. She changed the subject really quickly. Timbo would do our right job. Edward Burns ate a few Bond dishes when they were dating. Maxine Bond? <laughs> Holy shit. Is it Bonds? Maxine Bonds? Yeah. She cannot act. No. Holy shit. She had she little was, tiny tits. She's so pretty, though. So pretty. She had little tiny tits with great nipples. She was very pretty. No one cares except for her tits and nipples. And who? And Edward Burns always kind of cut a swath through the pretty ladies. Yep. Drop Trow and Lauren Holly and uh, Heather Graham. And his wife is very pretty. Mitch Pileggi. Helena Christensen is his wife? No. Really? No. I don't like her. Is that her? She's Whoever it is is pretty. He married pretty. Who? A model. Elaborate. I don't know her name, but she's, man, is she cute. Because Helena Christensen, not a fan. I don't think it's her. Bierko? She kind of got an odd look to her. And Ramsey. Odd look. I don't know her name. Edward Burns has fucked some, some, some creations, though. Man, did he, he cut a swath through movies. He cut a swath through the, the ladies. Vonda McIntyre? Came, came on some pink parts. Well, let's not get specific. Although Heather Graham, as good as her breasts have been, her eyes are worse. You don't like her, you don't like her, her look, eh? Heather Graham's eyes send me uh, into a state of... Placidity that yeah, but she can see that noise repair. coming, though. But she's a very pretty woman still. Now, why you not like her eyes? Are they kind of blank or what? Her eyes are shit. I never found, had a problem with her eyes. I thought they were kind of pretty. Heather Graham is uh, atrocious. An atrocious woman. No, she's not. Now, great you... breasts. <laughs> great vagina. Horrible everything else. I don't know about that. Her face is pretty. Great knees, powerful. Her face brain. is uh, like the killing fields. Her legs? Decent. Tops of her feet? Fancy. Uh, her left pinky? Her hip muscles? Magnificent. Her uh, face? Rotten to the core. No way. Her face is pretty. Nightmare face. Her asshole? Her asshole is uh, Come on, guys. puckered in all the wrong ways. That's not very... That's not very um, uh, podcasted. No, that's not very nice for the Heather Graham fans listening out there to talk about her uh, her circle. Then we should change the subject. You know what's <laughs> her bum circle? There are like eight Chud podcast fans. The percentage of those that might be Heather Graham fans, hundred percent limited. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. All right, so uh, hope that bitch dies. So who do you falls think off a cliff. The song there, Steve? Coldplay. Yeah, actually, they might have a shot. They probably do. A bunch of fucking assholes. That's a good call. I would love it so much if they're they're freaking they're playing crash. How do you feel about the new Coldplay album? This uh, curiosity. I don't know. It's pretty cool new songs off there. I'm sure there are. All you got to do is walk into any store during. Uh, pretty the cool. They'll be playing those. Coldplay's songs. pretty pretty stout. Or during well, they always play those. They always play them in restaurants and like malls. And Very stuff, moody and atmospheric. Are they considered. I mean, does the mainstream press consider them rock and roll? I don't know if they'd call them rock. The mainstream I guess press, no yeah. way, they could be. Gods. No, you cannot consider them rock and roll. Pop, pop band, maybe. Gods. I wouldn't even call them pop. Yeah, call them, they got to be something, so they got to be pop. They, you should call them the bile that, that thou spit forth. You know, like Coldplay. Uh, not really, no. Yeah, Coldplay is um, atmospheric and moody, solemn, somewhat introspective, and ghostly. Okay. Pretty interesting. Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Very, very soulful. That's what might happen. Ghostly, intelligent. Chris Martin would do it solo if he, if they, if scatological. They yeah, I can see that. He Hot. Was, he would sing the song. What? Well, how might it go? Oh God! Oh fuck! Oh, well, the Quantum of Solace. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to fit that that title no? of the song. Yeah. So they did with Casino Royale. Did not mention Casino Royale in the song. Okay. So how, what would the what theme would they they would they would they, they always sing about Bond? His like his character. 
Indirectly, yes. Mm-hmm. So Chris James. Martin. Let's say James a lot. Let's let's say let's say he was focusing on his uh, his character. How would it sound? Maybe Chris Martin. I, I don't know. It would, I'm sure it would be minor. It would have a lot of minor notes. Because hmm. the Bond songs tend to have a ton of minor notes. Yeah. So it'll be like that. I know that's, that's giving you a ton of information. Like yeah. minor notes, like honey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going for gold again today. I'll see you tomorrow. There you go. That's a silver <laughs> note. That's a silver Honey, note, you fool. I'm bringing Canary into the caverns. I'll see you later. Goodbye. 20, 2049er, out. Bye. Good to know that our jokes have become absolutely shit. He wa- he wa- <laughs> Come on, say, I, I don't have a good voice, so I can't. You have a good voice, so why don't you try to attempt the song? I'd rather Quantum not Sauce. because I would be too let's just, put, let's just put Quantum Sauce in the song and you'll start somewhere. I've got a quantum of silence. Pretty good. That's going. it right there. Keep going though. And that's that's the whole song. And that's it. You could do a little call and response. Say, sing it again slower, please. I'd rather not because I. Come I'm on, let's hit it. Excited. I'll give you a. I'll give you a B. A B. It's mm. not mm. a B. <laughs> the hell is that? Uh, <laughs> Steve, I'm gonna give you a B. <laughs> <laughs> the the quantum of solace. Is that what you're doing? You stole that. You gotta go. <laughs> the eye of the tiger. Really? <laughs> I stole it from the eye of the tiger. It's the quantum of solace. No, you gotta go higher. I can't do higher. Quantum of solace. Hey, you guys know what's overrated? What? Puerto Rico. God damn, it's so good that summer's almost over. What's why? Because it's I'm tired of it. Hot? Too hot? It's too hot, and the movies are shit. No, you love the movies. The movies summer. are fucking faggot. There's been some fun films like Wanted, ton of fun. I haven't seen it. Why you gotta Why you gotta slander the uh, the, the the gay man with that with that word? No, I, I love gay men. Faggot is a word that doesn't just belong to gays. Faggot's a hilarious word that has nothing to do with people's sexual preference. You talking about like the British version of it? Nope, I'm just saying it's a great word. So a bundle of sticks, I believe, or something like that. I don't care. They shorten it to fag. It's a great word. I don't care about people's Cigarette. sexual preferences. Mm-hmm. Their sexual preferences are their own business and overrated. They don't think about. Do they think about your sexual preferences, which no. involves the inner tube and some a Geiger counter? Well, regardless, I love the tubes. Broken bike chain. <laughs> She's a one in a million girl. She's a one in a million. Come on, Steve. Which is not a Steve Winwood song. Yeah. So what? So you you're wanting to move on from summer to. The and fall is fall. the is the follower. What's what are you looking forward to in the fall? Movie not a wise? damn fucking yeah. thing. Midnight Meat Train. That's not ever coming out. August first. No, they kept, they kept. No, they 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 they, they did announce a release date this week. August, oh, really? August first. Oh, good. I'd like to see it. Bradley Cooper. Benny Nick's Jones. favorite. Sir Vincent Jones. And uh, th- don't forget the Meat Train. The Meat Train's in it too. Yes, I can't wait to see the Meat Train in action. All right. I want a little bit more filet in my diet, if you know what I'm saying. I want a little bit more substantial shit in my diet. Okay. I want to go to the movie theaters and, and have my artistic sensibilities touched on. Uh-huh. I want to walk into a movie theater, queue up, pay my rent, get some popcorn, and be touched spiritually. And? That's what the fall and the winter is for. You think the meat trainer will deliver that? I do. <sighs> All right. I can't think of a one thing that comes out this fall. I'm ready for films with a mind. Not just brawn, but a mind. What comes out? I don't think of. I don't know anything that comes out in the fall. Paul Haggis working on anything? He has a TV show. I Sam believe. Mendes. There's a yeah. He has Tom Mendes Stoppard. Hold on. There's Possibly. A, there's Midnight Meat Train comes out in the fall. Okay. What is John Madden working That's on? It. John Madden the any James L. any James L. Brooks coming out? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Nor Efron. Tell me, Nora Ephron's got her shit in the gear. I don't know if she does. She's writing books now. God damn it. What is, uh, is there Steven Soderbergh in the mix? He's got that Shane movie that this hard to but distribute. But that's not coming out for ages. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever coming out. Son of a bitch. Is there anything with some brain inside? <laughs> I don't know. I think you might be out of luck. Is Alan J. Pakula alive? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Shit. Phil Alden Robinson. What's Phil working on? Not sure who that Oliver is. Oliver Stone. 
Stone does have a movie come out. You hit how's, one. How's it coming? W. I don't. Is it coming out this year? It's coming out this year. Yeah. About that flying creature in New York, killing <laughs> thieves. Great. It'd be better than what he's actually gonna make. He uh, his cast member just got arrested for being in a bar brawl. Bar brawl. Mm-hmm. That's that movie with Jane Fonda. How's that coming along? Is that a brawling ball? Brawl. Uh, they said that Rose McGowan is probably not gonna be in it. Rose McGowan. How's she doing? She directing anything? <laughs> she, I don't think so. Shit. Think what about um? I don't know. What is Robert Zemeckis doing? He's won an Oscar. I think Zemeckis might be taking some time off of after a son of a bitch. Wolf. What am I going to do with my fall? How about John Milius? John Milius, what's he doing? Not anything in fifteen years. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. Oh, he's great though. What am I going to do this fall? I need watch, something to, to turn my brain. You're going to watch the World Series. I want this this fall and winter season to change me as a man. Okay. What do you got? Well, well what's on your DVD shelf? <laughs> what's going to win the Oscar? I don't even know. I can't think of a movie that comes out besides that W movie. <sighs> Maybe that movie State of Play. I think that's coming out. State of Play. How's Matthew Modine in it? Matthew Modine's not in it? Son of a bitch. What are the <laughs> Coen brothers doing? Oh, they got one coming out. Burn After Reading. Is it a comedy? Yes. What are they going to do other than that? Well, then... The- I think that they're going to take some time Shit, off. what is Martin Scorsese doing? <laughs> Scorsese does have a movie coming out either now Next or... Year. Next on, year. Hold on, hold on. Shit. Wait, when, when does the, uh, the the much-anticipated Clone Wars come out? The summer. Son of a bitch. <laughs> How's Bangkok Dangerous looking? <laughs> God. Well, I got some bad news for you. Shit. Does Richard Gere have a film coming out? Nicholas Cage looks like Gene Simmons in it. Shit. Could, could be good. How's my fall looking? Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet is old. What about The Road? The Road comes out. The Road. Is The Road going to help me? Maybe. Who directed it? <laughs> the guy that directed... Shit! Your favorite. What? The fucking movie with Guy Pearce in Australia. The propos- <sighs> prop- prop- proposition. God, I'm getting older. I don't know what to do with myself. What about, what about uh, McGee? What's oh, God. He's doing The Terminator. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> is the summer going to be the best... He's doing the Terminator. I think you might need to get Nick oh, a trash I can. I can't wait. I'm giving up on the movie world. He might be Nick might be spitting up in the trash can, throwing up a little, uh, little, uh, a little bit of movie news. Is there anything coming out in the fall that's going to change my world? Quantum of Solace. Shit. <laughs> w. Shit. <laughs> Cue the Wing Serpent 3. I hate the movie business. <laughs> really? Um. Oh, that Marley and Me movie with Owen Wilson God and Jennifer Aniston. Damn it! What about <laughs> what about Keanu Reeves? Is he working on anything interesting? Yeah, he's got that. Uh, Fuck! <laughs> he's got he's got that uh, remake. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Day the Earth stood still. God damn it! Is he doing that one? Yeah. He, oh, he's right. Gort. He's playing the uh, son of a kiss. He's playing the uh, alien Fuck that came to Earth. bastard. Right. This is the year. The good big sucks warn everybody. Babies. Right. Undercarriage. God damn it. Uh-huh. Kevin Costner's got swing vote. Fuck! Well, that looks, that looks really good, though. That does look bad. When does the Shanghai Express come out? Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. I thought we were done. We have to... This is our farewell segment. Steve is thrilled to be here. Oh, hello, hello, listeners. I apologize. I want to say from the bottom of my heart how sorry I am for my outburst. Justin. Yeah. What product in grocery stores whose departure saddens you the most? What do they stop making that really makes you mad? Gatorade gum. Really? Mm-hmm. That shit makes my mouth wet with anticipation. I chew it. I drool. I'm not quenched. I'm sad. So tasty. I've got my hand in the roots. Orange gum, I believe. Maybe uh, they had two different colors. Lime was the other color, like a yellowish green. It was basically salt in a gelatin form. So good, if I remember correctly. You chew it and just drool profusely everywhere around. 
God damn, I like that gum. It's basically instant old yeller. But they stopped making it. Did they stop making uh, Big League Chew? No, still no. continues. Where? In stores. You can go to a gas station get a can. No, I haven't seen it in years. Still exists. I don't believe it at all. Because I'm at gas stations every day, and what I don't, if you I don't can, what ever if you, see it. It's funny. I actually was I was out rooting through a dumpster, and I found the secret ingredients for Big League Chew. Yeah. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. No. Bubblicious. Add a grinder. <laughs> Can't be serious. Yep. That's the ingredients for Big League Chew. Take Bubblicious and shatter it. Huh. Put who, it in a pouch. Who knew? You know, sell it. Who knew? Get Jack Davis do a caricature. You're you're golden. That was some good stuff, though. Remember, as a kid, he was like, "Oh boy, I'm taking chewing tobacco right now." Chewing tobacco and training. Well, that, that was a big deal when we were kids. It's like take a vice and make a candy out of it. Right. So that when you grow up, you can enjoy that were this vice even more. Candy cigarettes. You had Big League Chew. You had uh, Dolly those candy Rape cigarettes. Right. They were great. You take them like you, you throw out like a. Like, Powdered sugar or whatever it was. Yeah, well, they had the candy cigarette gum that you could actually blow smoke the, the powdered sugar smoke on. Yeah. I used oh. to have those jelly, those gelatin come into baby's face snacks. <laughs> they did not last long, did they? I think that they used to. Um, I don't like the packaging. I think they probably still make candy cigarettes, but they still don't sell them very much around here. I can't believe it. That, but they do make them. Shocked. Remember, they had those funny brand names, the kind of the kind of the jokey brand names, like Just like like Chester tasted. Remember the. Uh, the gummy heroin syringes? Yes. Those were great. Yeah. It would never stick in your arm, though. <laughs> yeah. Because they were gummy. I really like those uh, <laughs> peanut butter peanut butter cup burning crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Melt in your mouth, not in your front yard. <laughs> Really quick, Steve, obscure yeah. Bible trivia, do you have any? What? <laughs> Screw it? I actually played that game. No, just like regular Bible trivia. You play that game, man? Eh? I played it. Must have been a boring night. That was a lot of fun, you know? Ugh. Nothing more boring than the Bible. <laughs>